that's the sign of my favorite part of the entire show. This is Straight Talk. This is your opportunity to have some say on how the show goes by asking any type of question you could possibly want in regards to our faith, our public life, anything that's going on in the world from a Catholic perspective. This is your opportunity, and it's very easy to do. You can go on uh, our Facebook page, or you can make a phone call to 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two. I know many times people say, "Oh, I'd love to ask a priest this question," but they don't get the opportunity. And if they have the opportunity, Father's talking to a hundred other people at the end of Mass, so it's hard to ask him a question. So this is your chance to ask a question of a priest about anything under the sun that might have a Catholic take on it. So, which would be everything. Eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two. Heaven knows that there's a lot of things going on in the world that's a little bit crazy out there, and those are the type of questions I like the most because I like to stir the pot. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So as we're waiting for our um, uh, first questions to uh, come in, the uh, looks like one's already coming in. But I just uh, um, uh, Cindy, uh, I. When we get a chance, can talk a little bit about the movie that I saw. We were talking about oh, yeah. it off, yeah. off the air. I know you haven't seen it yeah. yet, but it's a movie I really want to plug that I think is just absolutely phenomenal out there. And it is called Nefarious. Oh, but we already have a question in. To, go ahead, Cindy. Today is the 79th anniversary of D-Day landings. Could you say a prayer for everyone who served that day, please? Amen. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless in a particular way those who have fought for our freedom and the freedoms of peoples all around the world, especially those that 79 years ago today fought in the D-Day landings. We pray for those that gave their life at that time and those that are still alive We ask this blessing upon them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm like a super patriotic guy. I love the United States, and so I love our people that served in the armed uh, forces. So it's an important day, 79 years ago. So your question's at 877-795-0122. I actually prefer the people that call in and actually talk to me on the air, but sometimes they don't want to talk in the air and... Sometimes they'll just like submit the question and then it just be written down for us. But either way, let's see if there's any good questions out there. World is a little mad these days, and so there could be a lot of questions out there in regards to what's going on and how do we respond as faithful Catholics. 877-795-0122. In the meantime, I'm going to talk about my new favorite movie of the decade, Nefarious. I'd like to see yes. a raise of hands of everybody that's listening that have watched it, but that doesn't work with radio. No, so, it uh, and I didn't watch it yet. But when I brought it up at, uh, at Sunday's, uh, my weekend mass, when I, after I watched the movie, very few people raised their hands. And so it was out in Duluth, at least. It was out for like five or six weeks, but I don't think it got a ton of views. But nefarious, incredible, absolutely incredible. It, the, the gist of the movie is a guy is on death row, the, the psychiatrist is being sent in to see whether or not the guy is uh, certifiably insane. And if he is, then he doesn't get ex- executed. And in the process, the psychiatrist comes to the quick realization that this guy is not certifiably insane, but that he is possessed. And it's not a quick assessment, but the because uh, the guy's kind of fighting it, the psychiatrist is. But it becomes very clear that the man is possessed. And then just the the... The whole movie is basically an interview. It's absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. The The main actor, the guy who's possessed, deserves every award in the book for acting, but he will get none because the, the message is pretty solid. Uh, 
truth, <laughs> and 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 we might call conservative for lack there of a better term. So he will not get nominated for anything. But nefarious is already out of the theaters, unless there might be some small towns that have it still. But you can get it on a live stream, whatever live stream uh, service that you use. Nefarious, look it up. I'm telling you, it's incredible. And the book that was actually written in 2016 is better than the movie. But watch the movie first. The movie is more important to watch first, and then you go to the book. So nefarious, strongly the encouraged. In there. I wish you wouldn't have asked me because I, I don't know. I'm know sorry. The no, that's all right. I didn't. I, right. I, we got we got a question. I didn't know. This is a listener from Duluth. What do you think about the quality of music at Holy Mass and the songs that are sung at Holy Mass? Well, very good question. I think that books have been written about that, and so you know, I, I mean, I I think that I think that there's a. Um, a there's a, represent, a reputation among Catholics. Now, now, obviously, there's exceptions to every rule, and every parish has different, you know, I mean, qualities. But that Catholics don't do a really good uh, job on the quality of their music, whereas maybe some Protestant brothers and sisters really put more time into their music than what we do. Mm-hmm. And they do because they don't have the sacraments like we do, and so our focus is on the ritual. But the music is there to actually support that. You know, but not to take away from it at all, but to support the the sacrament and the ritual of the sacrament. And I would say, generally speaking, we Catholics don't do a great job with it. And so uh, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, the line I've used lately is like, how many people would actually get go and buy a soundtrack about what would they hear at Mass? Not too many people, you know. Mm-hmm. And what's frustrating for me as pastor is like, I've got hundreds and hundreds of people that are in the pews. Many of those people have great musical talents. I know they do by the sheer numbers, but they're just not going and helping out with the Mass, right? And so we have a very select few people that will help with the Mass, and maybe a lot of the people that have the great musical talent wouldn't even fathom helping out. And so that's unfortunate that that's the case. You should put Jacob in, in there somewhere, but you've got to, you know thrown, how you've gotten me to do so many things that i would I never have. do okay you, you're very good at like getting people to do things so i think and getting out of their comfort zone yeah, you that's, know? Like that's, that's what it is important. it is about getting out of comfort zones we need we need our music to be sacred and beautiful to help out with the the, the liturgy so it's like oh somebody oh i think aaron must have done this oh yeah i looked it up and the actor that played nefarious is sean patrick flannery thanks all right aaron. thank you aaron that's good. yes He's quick that i'll tell you that acting was so stinking phenomenal because he goes back and forth from the possessed demon yeah. and the guy that's possessed and so it's just wow. phenomenal i mean i so for all you listeners i cannot speak highly enough of this movie was there a corny scene yeah there's one corny scene but the movie the important part of the movie is the interview which is like 90 percent of the movie so it'd be it's not like exciting like a whole bunch of you know excitement that goes around it's the interview that's the core and you have to pay close attention to what's being said in the interview because the guy that's possessed doesn't speak necessarily completely clear so you have to really be paying attention so i saw it on the last day it was out in the theaters in duluth in fact so i went I haven't seen it again, but I'm sure the next time I see it, I'm going to pick up a lot more on what was said because it's just phenomenal. He's a nice looking man, too. He's can't, young. Well, I can't speak to that. But so, anyhow. He doesn't look crazy. Just kidding. Well, he's an actor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, anyhow, 877 795 0122. Basically, the, um, uh, the nefarious is explaining why America is going to H-E double, double toothpicks. And so the, it's called, the book is called The Nefarious Plot, that how the devil is having plotting to taking down our country from within. And the book was actually written in 2016. 
And so I can't imagine how the book would be written today in 2023 because we've we've uh, devolved so much since 2016. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, anyhow, the book is better uh, than the movie, but the movie is absolutely phenomenal. 877-795-0122. We want more questions, uh, please. So it'd be uh, this is your opportunity to to. Um, Again, the craziness in the world out there, these are the types of questions I like the most. Like, how are we as Catholics supposed to respond to this crazy thing that's going on? And, you know, pick your crazy. There's there's so much out there. And, you know, I mean, we have to look at everything from the eyes of faith. You know, today's gospel was, you know, you know, the people questioning Jesus, you know, should we pay the taxes or not? And Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and what to God belongs mm-hmm. to God. And everything belongs to God, right? So we have to look at everything from the eyes of faith. And so... When we see the crazy going on in the world or any aspect of life in the world, we have to look at it from the lens of faith. And if we don't look at it from the lens of faith, then we're not being true to who we are as Catholics. As and I want to ask you, but I'm afraid it's going to ruin the whole movie, but it's oh. just kind of like, well, if you're possessed, is that considered crazy? No. There's a difference between the psychological issue and okay. a spiritual issue. So psychological issue is just that psychological. But very often people will confuse the two because they can look similar. Some but people very say schizophrenia Frenia is a possession. No, that's not a possession. I mean, maybe it was viewed as such in gospel st- parts of the gospel stories when you hear about that. But in the in the world today, you wouldn't see it as that. But anyway, we have a, we have a, looks like we have something else going on here. Do you want to read that? Um, what can we do when... Uh, what can we do when we have friends who have fallen for the lies of the modern crazy world and may not view our faith as valid or see it as wrong or even evil? All right. What can we do when we have friends who have fallen? Well, number one, you, you want to you pray for them. I mean, because the thing is, it's very... It's very easy, unfortunately, to fall for the crazies of the modern world. You know, I'll have people, in my, I'll have people sitting in my pews on Sunday that have totally totally bought into the crazy that's in the world out there and and so how do faithful catholics reconcile the crazy that's going on out there and say well i align with this side of things and yet still come to mass and so uh you know i have to keep that in mind when i'm preaching you know it's like what what what's going on some of these people have a big problem with what i'm saying but this is the truth from the church's standpoint and if you've got a problem with what i say from the church's standpoint then you have to you have to have some uh you have to reconcile why am i here you know Mm -hmm. and so uh there's, and so, you know, you, you want to pray for people that, that accept the crazy in the world as something that's valid and something that's good. Pray for them that they see the, the light because it's, uh, the, the, va- the values of our society today is so contradictory to the gospel values. And we need more and more priests to actually speak to that out there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my brother priests yeah, are, really afraid, are afraid to speak to that because they don't want to hurt people or they don't want to be on po- – I mean, I, that's going to sound trite, but they don't want to um, – uh, they don't want to get people mad at them, you know. And it's very easy when you're a priest preaching to get people mad at you, but you have then to stick with the leave. you have to stick with the truth, you know. So yes. it's like I'd rather have a small parish that's faithful than a large one that's not. And so uh, we have to pray for anybody that preaches the gospel; they all have the guts to uh, preach the truth in our crazy society. But pray for your friends that have have uh, taken hook, line, and sinker to the craziness that's and out there. What I would say is they still, after you say what you need to say, they need friends like me or friends like you, um, the listener, to um, love them as Christians. You still love them. You keep them close, and you can kind of ask questions here and there for to challenge themselves on what they believe and what they don't believe, because sometimes that will help if you ask the right questions. Um, but definitely don't leave them. I think you need to stay just to show them that. Right. 
795-0122, We're having questions come in that are being submitted. We have not yet had anybody on the air yet. Let's see if there's anybody that's uh, bold enough to actually get on the air to ask the question of any type of a question. 877-795-0122. And uh, we have another, oh, there we go. We're green again. Aaron's pretty quick on the green here. if we had any text messages. Nope. If someone you're dating has an addiction to something, should you delay engagement until they're clean? Well, that's, Ooh, a, that's a good question. That is a good and, one. And I would say it depends on what the addiction is, right? And so uh, addictions come in all sorts of different forms. And so, yeah, I mean, I can't, it, you can't really answer that question. But when somebody's, you know, addiction, it is, it's, a, it's a packed question because sometimes addiction can take away our free will. You know, because we're so addicted to a particular thing and getting married implies that you are free to consent to marry this person. Mm -hmm. So when an annulment is being figured out, whether or not somebody deserves or should have an annulment to their marriage, the big question is, were they free to consent to marry this person? And you say, well, of course they were free to marry. They said, I do. But did they really understand the person that they were consenting to marry? And so an addiction of any form takes away a certain level of freedom. So you definitely want to, you definitely want to talk to the person you might be engaged with or you're dating and hit it head on in regards to whatever that addiction is and address whether or not that addiction will affect their ability to consent to marry. And so uh, there's no easy answer to that question, you know, uh, because you'd have to look at the addiction and just the, the circumstances that that couple is in. There's no real yes or no, no question. So there's a lot more circumstances that have to be taken into consideration. There's so much addiction out there. You know, I mean, I think like porn, that is like one of the, the most biggest. common addictions mm-hmm. and it's a real addiction. So, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to really... If if nobody, I mean, if if they would be, have to be totally free of addiction, there's a lot of people that uh, there's a lot of people, not a lot of people that aren't free from addiction because it's so common. And so it's just a, a more um, involved type of question to know the circumstances of a particular couple. But an excellent question, a thought-provoking question. We want more of those. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Come up with your questions. We've had some pretty dang good ones so far, but let's keep them coming. Have you run into that? I mean, you are the kind of um, the best one to talk to about that since you do you handle the annulments. Have you had situations where couples come in and they're like, "Is this a problem? Like yeah, this I mean, type of addiction?" Right. I don't. I don't work on the annulments anymore. I was the auditor for the tribunal here in Duluth for twenty years, and I haven't been doing that for a while. But. Uh, oh. um, I've had, I think as a result of my work with the annulment and doing the auditor job for that, I've had tons of people over the years come to me with marriage issues, you know. I mean, usually marriage issues, not engagement issues. You know, I I meet with couples as they're getting engaged or preparing for marriage like any other priest does. But uh, I get a lot of, although not recently, I must say, but in my years uh, past, Tons of people are dealing with marriage issues that have come to see me, and a lot of people say, "A lot of people say, well, why do you go to priests?" And my response is, "Don't ask me. Ask them. They're the ones that came to me." You know, mm-hmm. but but the the work that I do, have done on the tribunal it puts me in a unique spot because I I basically interviewed ninety eight percent of the people seeking an annulment in the diocese of Duluth for twenty years. So I, I see all that, and I've seen mm-hmm. so many different uh, circumstances. You know, but but anyhow, it's uh, um, uh yeah, it's just a, a great part of work to help people through these difficult marriages, difficult relationships. 877 
888-900-0122 is our number. And um, what's what's on your mind? What is there any particular question that you've got that you want to run by a Catholic priest and get a Catholic response? Because that's the number to call, at least for the next 10 minutes or so. 877-795-0122. Have you ever not granted Oh, no, of course, I'm not. I'm not the judge, so oh, okay. I'm the auditor, or was the auditor, and so the judge is the one that makes that judgment. Yeah, absolutely. There's some cases that are have no grounds for an annulment, as as uh, per the evidence that the petitioner has given, so to speak. And so, yeah, there's definitely annulments that aren't granted. All right, we have a question That's there. That's crazy. Um, okay, is there a particular prayer or saint you could invoke if you are hoping to get married, but are having issues finding a partner? Hmm. I'm sure that there's a patron saint for that, patron saint for like future spouses. And so I, I mean, I would, unless I did a quick Google, but not that you always trust Google. I'm sure that there's, it may not be an official patron saint for something like that, but I'm sure that there's a saint that a lot of people go to to pray for your future spouse. But I think, you know, I mean, I always just say, it's like, go to a saint that you particularly find um, attractive. What saint, what saint are you drawn to? Uh, and so, and there can be a whole bunch of reasons why you might be drawn to a particular saint. Uh, but sometimes the reason why you're drawn to it is God's purpose. And so find the saint that you yourself have a, a devotion to and pray to that saint. You know, I mean, that would be apart from, you know, trying to find out if there's an official, you know, saint to pray for for future spouses. That would be my recommendation. Go to the saint that you find most um, uh, that you are most drawn to and ask them for help. There are, there are friends, you know, we... We ask these saints to pray for us because they are currently with God. They are with God, and we are not, and at least not in the way they are. And so we believe that their prayers help, just like asking Joe Schmoll's prayers help, but even better because they're closer to God. So uh, any saint, any saint would do, do with that. So um, again, eight seven seven. We have uh, we have about ten minutes. So eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two. I want to hear more stir the pot type of questions, but I'll take any question. I just like the stir the pot questions uh, about what's going on in our culture and society because that's got a lot of uh, fodder to to talk about. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I'm going to keep on putting the plug in for that movie Nefarious. You can't go wrong by watching it. Incredible. The book is called The Nefarious Plot. And it's very different than the movie. It's very different than the movie, but they should be read and viewed in tandem. And so watch the movie first. And the book is very short. It's, I think it's like 180 pages or something like that. And I read it fairly quickly, but a phenomenal read. 877-795-0122. Okay, we have another question. Should a baby from a miscarriage have a funeral? Why not? Absolutely, I've I've done uh, I've done I've done some funerals. Not a lot of them. I've done funerals for for miscarriages, and you know, of course, it's going to depend on what level at what what um, uh, what stage the miscarriage happened. You know, and so where it'd be more practical. Uh, I've certainly done graveside services for miscarriages, and so yeah, they're persons. You know, those are those are those are your sons and daughters, and, and so it's closure. And it it can help bring closure. closure. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. in the same way that a funeral can bring closure in in any other situation, there's definitely definitely an element to the closure uh, for a miscarriage. And so, yeah, that's your kid. And so uh, no less your kid than the one that's in the last days of school right now. It's still your kid. And so, you know, do you, you know, I mean... You want to be careful. You don't how many the, the practical questions of incurring expenses and stuff like that is. I've come to certainly know a lot of funeral homes that give really good breaks 
you know, to people that will have lost a child, you know, as far as costs yeah. and stuff. And so you could also inquire in regards to a local funeral home that you might have. Because mm-hmm. losing a child is among the most painful things, I'm sure, that there could possibly be. And uh, at least the funeral homes that I know of have been very good about um, helping people out in that situation. Yes, we interviewed <clears throat> him, the one that owns the one here, and I'm pretty close to him. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, through yeah, he's great so guy. many funerals. Great guy. And, uh, yeah, he's a very nice, yeah, giving compassionate, person. Yeah. yeah. 877-795-0122. That's 877. We have not had a single caller. We have not had a single person call and get on the air. This is, this might be a first. Well, pr- probably not. But I don't think we've had this for a long time. So I'm going to challenge. We only have a, like a handful of minutes left. I'm going to challenge somebody to actually call. Okay. So actually make a phone call. I've said the number like 80 times in the last half hour. And let's see you actually make the dial and put your voice on the air. So that's a challenge to the 4.2 million listeners that are out there, 877-795-0122. No, Cindy's going to get off the air and she's going to make a phone call. Got to go? No. no 877-795-0122. Any question is free game. If it's a really ridiculous question, it won't even make the cut. And uh, so uh, don't try and ask really ridiculous questions. So let me ask you, because you are kind of in the news, you like it. Yeah, I like the the news. news. So I don't even know what's going on. Is there anything on the religious front that's kind of happened in the last month? Yes. L.A. Dodgers. What the heck? Why haven't I talked about the L.A. Dodgers? The L.A. Dodgers boycott them. Don't watch them. The L.A. Dodgers. They got this this, this stupid, (laughs) they're doing this, this pride month thing where they're honoring these different organizations and they're honoring the uh, Sisters of Perpetual indulgence, which is a, uh, a blatant anti-Catholic group, blatant anti-Catholic. And there's absolutely no way any other religion would, uh, they would put up with that. The LA Dodgers, even Bishop Barron has called for an utter, complete, total boycott of them. Good. And he was the he was an auxiliary out there. And okay. so, yes, um, uh, that's the big thing. That's one of the big things that's going on right now in, in regards to faith in the public forum. Then also like places like Target, mm-hmm. you know, and what they're, what they're pushing and that their gender issues and, and Bud Light. Yeah. I mean, I don't normally, the guy that calls for boycott, but the thing is that when we have conservative values and as we as a group uh, can exert a certain amount of muscle in our, with our, uh, with our pocketbooks, we can do a lot of damage. So I just read today that Target's lost $17 billion. Uh, the, wow. that um, a Bud Light has lost or Budweiser has lost $27 billion because they're pushing this crazy uh, woke agenda. And so, yes, I mean, uh, Use your pocketbook. If you're a faithful Catholic, don't don't uh, sponsor these organizations. They deserve to be boycotted because they're pushing an agenda that's that's the antithesis of uh, our Christian faith, our Catholic faith. So I, no. I haven't bought anything at you, Target. I have stopped myself many times yeah. because it's so easy it's, to like order and pick up. Right. So I've not done it. And it's like the thing is that a lot of these big companies are really you know are, are in bed with things that are totally contrary to us. But when they do it in your face type of thing, the way Target's been doing it, Bud Light and the LA Dodgers, then when it's in your face, then then those are the ones that we really want to address. So I wish you would have asked that earlier on because I would have been talking about that rather than just nefarious. Oh, so there's, well, you're there's, still talking yeah, about it. So no, it's good. I know, I know. And you know, it's nice to see that we actually have some 
muscle because we sometimes do. you think as an individual you can't really do exactly. anything and by looking right? at those it's, numbers it's crazy and and i think that it's great because it's going to show other companies like is this a smart thing to do you yeah know, maybe we just should just the, shut up and stay out of it which yeah, is what they should be that's doing. what they should do yeah, yeah just yeah yeah just be a business do your business and don't and stay out of the politics and the craziness that's out there and so the to go woke is to go broke as they say no it's like a kind of little I catchphrase so. and, and we're seeing it with target we're seeing it with the uh, bud light and hopefully we'll see it with the la dodgers and I think this could have been a, a good stand, like let's say women's sports back yeah, when oh, totally. boys yeah. were starting to join that. Yeah. I think every woman should have quit the sport so yeah. that there was no sport to be and so, had. And, and now are, look where we're at. We're so advanced. And that some are doing that. Some are doing that. Some, but not enough. And now no. it's gotten overboard. So it's like if we could just nip it in the bud yeah. at the beginning, yeah. right? Oh, so they listener don't on they the, we got a listener on the phone. Uh, it's, Uh-oh. Your uh, shout out. Are you there? It's Joe. Joe Gerard. Oh, maybe we're waiting for the phone. Maybe we're waiting for the I'm question. I'm Joe Gerard. Yeah, Joe was never called in. All right, we just have a couple I minutes here, so was. hopefully uh, um, uh, if we do have a listener on the phone, that will get them on the air. Oops, Challenging them. Uh, all right, who's, who's the caller? Who do we have? Hi, Father Rich. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. What's your question? Hi. <laughs> I was out of town and at a Catholic church, and I had to pause because I literally thought I was not in a Catholic church. They didn't have any kneelers. They stood for all the parts where you would be maybe showing reverence um, and praying before uh, the consecration of the host. The host was in the form of what we all kind of thought looked like gingerbread. Yeah. And the cross was very small, with a very small Jesus. There was a projection screen, loud band music, and we thought, oh my gosh, is this even valid? It felt very Where were you at, Mary? What town? Just say the town. Maple Grove. Maple Grove. Okay, so there's there's lots of churches out there. That's the Archdiocese, St. Paul, Minneapolis. A lot of churches out there that are, are unfortunately what we would, I don't like the term, but for lack of a better term, liberal. And so, you know, I mean... If you're out of town, you don't know the area, you go to that, it's, and, you know, it's an unfortunate thing because it shows a, a lack of cohesiveness in a lot of ways on who we are as Catholics. But I know, I hear it all the time, people go into a church that's kind of crazy. Uh, there's some really well-known ones in the, uh, uh, I always feel like I need to take a shower. I tell people to take a shower in holy water after they go to a church like that. But the thing is that the Eucharist is still there, you know, and so uh, as long as they use, you know, the proper form, you know, um, uh, and not do anything too crazy. Uh, but anyhow, so yeah, it's unfortunate they have to experience that, but just go back to your home parish afterwards and maybe go it to weekday mass. You know what? I look up reviews. The last time oh. I was there, I looked up churches that were close. There yeah. was two that were super close, and I kind of looked at the reviews on them yeah. and then looked at kind of what they put as a yeah, mission. Well, check it. Where do you check that review? Quick. I just Google it. Okay. I just Googled. Okay, close right. okay yeah, Mary. There. All right, I got to take one more question here. So uh, Patrick from Bismarck. How do we best discern which companies to invest in? You know, there are Catholic organizations out there that do that. That's what I'd look up, Patrick. Look up Catholic, faithful Catholic organizations for um, uh, uh, for investment. I don't know it off the top of my head, but that's where I'd go. You can find something like that, I'm sure, on the Internet. All right, well, we finally got Mary on the line. All right, Mary, so that was great. You get the prize for being the uh, most courageous person today. And so we will continue this conversation talking about a big event that's coming to the Duluth area right after this very brief break. Stay with us.